Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Other Six Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to have a couple of different folks joining us on the show. Uh, our speaker from this past Sunday, Sean Lovejoy, is going to be joining us, telling us a little bit about his background and his organization, Courage to Lead. And then a little bit later in the podcast, we're going to be joined by our executive pastor of operations, Hardy Sellers, talking a little bit about Love Week that's going to be coming up, as well as our kids' camp and parent experience. So let's jump in with Sean Lovejoy. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 42 of the Other Six Podcast. My name is Chad Boak, and I am your host. Joining me in the studio today, a very special guest, the uh, founder and CEO of Courage to Lead, Sean Lovejoy. Sean, how are you today, sir? Hey, it's been an honor to be with you guys, my friend. Yeah, we're so excited to have you here. And obviously, like you and Adam, very close, very tight. You've known him for a long time. And so my first question for you today is tell me something really funny about Adam that he doesn't want us. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's, <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. We're excited that you're here today and really enjoyed your message this past Sunday morning. Uh, thank you so much for being here and joining us and, and making that happen. Love your city. Love your people. Yeah. Uh, we had a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you, you were telling me uh, you guys came in the night before and you actually got to go eat at one of our local restaurants, Vintage Year. Is that right? Yes. H how did it hold up? Was it okay? I'm a foodie, you know, and I'm from Birmingham. Birmingham's a foodie town. Right. But it was really good. Good. Well, I'm, really I'm happy good. to hear that. Happy to hear that. Well, real quick, I guess, you know, let's let's get started. You know, I want to get to uh, kind of what your organization does and talk a little bit about the message. But before we get there, tell me a little bit about Sean Lovejoy. You know, where are you from? Your family? family, uh, kind of your history, your connection with Adam, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, I, I sort of refer to myself as a spiritual entrepreneur, Okay, uh, like I mentioned in, uh, on, on the platform. I was a real estate developer, turned church planter, turned mega church pastor, wow. turned coach, Oh my goodness. you know, and then handed the church off eight years ago to coach full time. Okay. Uh, with marketplace and ministry leaders. Okay. Now, now, where are you from originally? Birmingham. Okay. Born from and raised. Birmingham. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I. This will be the most controversial thing I say in the podcast. Okay. Okay. I cried when Paul Bear Bryant died. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got some amens happening I right know, now, and if I you, know, uh, yeah, know. but uh, you know, I, I was 11 years old when he died. Okay. They carried his funeral on all three networks, and I can remember getting caught up in that. Yeah. And, and it just got in my blood. My, my dad's goodness. an Auburn fan. Okay. My my daughter hasn't seen the light. She just finished her freshman year on the dean's list at Auburn University. Oh, there you I'm, go. I'm actually proud of her, and I'm not a <laughs> hater. I'm not a hater. All right. So you mentioned your daughter. Tell me a little bit about your uh, your family. Yes, yeah, so I've been married to my wife Trisha for 29 years, okay. as I mentioned this weekend. You know, 29 we, years. 29 my years. Goodness. We're going to go to Italy for our 30th. Okay. Congratulations. We're, we're planning yeah. that right now, which That's is awesome. a lot, half the fun. And then I've got a daughter and son-in-law okay. and my first grandchild named Color. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. How old is Color? Seven months old. Oh, my goodness. Seven months Still old. Still so young. What a sweet age that is. The word, the name Color means to reflect light. Yeah. So pretty cool. And then my middle, son, middle, uh, middle child, Madison, just finished her freshman year at Auburn, as I mentioned. And then my son, Paul, will be a senior in high school this okay. year. Okay. Well, that, that's fantastic. Now... I know a lot of folks are probably wondering, what's the connection between you and Vaughn Forest Church? And uh, the connection is through Adam Bishop, our lead pastor. So yeah. tell me a little bit about how you met Adam and the connection there. He worked for me. You know, when okay. I was a senior pastor of a mega church, joined our team, you know, it was over all things spiritual connections. He's a master at discipleship, has yeah. a huge heart for it, and 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 great at just ministry systems and building the assimilation process in our church to help people take their next spiritual step and... Um, we served together for about three years yeah. and, and just became great friends through that process. And he felt a calling on his life. I've always felt like the, the staff didn't belong to me. 
Sure. They belong to God. Right. And I want to see them advance their calling. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And he walks into me one day and says, I, f- I think God's preparing me to be a senior pastor. Yeah. And, of course, I became his number one cheerleader and fan and wanted to see him grow and succeed. And, you know, now we get to sort of serve together and do some coaching with yeah. pastors alongside each other. And it's a great joy in my yeah. life. Well, we, we definitely have gotten to experience, experience the fruit of that because, you know, we love having Adam here as our lead pastor. And uh, I, it's funny, folks that listen to this podcast a lot, they know your name, Sean Lovejoy, because if you've listened Listen to the other six podcasts. You've heard Adam say, "Now I've stolen this from Sean Lovejoy, or I borrowed this from Sean Lovejoy." So he usually gives you credit, and uh, and and so anyone that's listened for any extended period of time definitely knows your name and and knows the influence that you've had on Adam's life, and uh, and so we're really grateful for that. So talk to me a little bit about courage to lead, and I actually had uh, the privilege a couple of months ago, I think it was, of going up to the Courageous Pastors Conference uh, near Atlanta. Uh, so tell me a little about Courage to Lead, but it's not just for pastors. Is that correct? Yeah. I, You know, when I was a pastor, I felt like a business guy trapped in a pastor's body. Right. You know, I love spreadsheets. I love systems. I love boardrooms more okay. than the platform, honestly. Sure. And um, I just knew at some point I, I'm, I'm, I'm a really good pastor, but I think I'm a better coach. And my missional engagement was always like the Rotary Club, the Chamber of Commerce. Right. Served on the board of a hospital and a college. So I just knew that beyond preaching on a weekly basis, I was going to coach leaders. I just mm. didn't know everything it was going to look like. You know, and so I built a, we built a database of like 20,000 churches. I've wow. been coaching pastors and churches for 20 years. But along the way, you know, began to build some influence among marketplace leaders. So we made the second scariest decision we've made <laughs> outside of starting a church to hand the church off wow. that we had birthed in our living room to thousands of people and multiple campuses for potentially more influence. You know, right. when you fast forward today, you know, we have 19 coaches, we have a marketplace division at Courage to Lead, sure. and we have a ministry division at Courageous Pastors. And um, I was made for this. I yeah. was made for this. Yeah. So I, I love it, enjoy it, and I'm gifted at it. Uh, that that's incredible. So I want to talk a little bit about the the model that you use with uh, with courage to leave because one of the things that I thought was really good is you talk about how uh, you guys aren't just consultants, you're coaches. Can yeah. you explain to me the difference between a consultant and a coach? Sure. Well, a consultant will tell you what you ought to do, you know, with a limited relationship, but a coach will walk alongside of you. Yeah. And a coach will hold you accountable, sure. which is perhaps the greatest value of coaching. So one of the reasons why I scaled Courage to Lead, and I'm not just a consultant out of the trunk of my car, is <laughs> I wanted to have the bandwidth and the scale to walk us alongside a leader and his team for a year or more. Mm. Because we can hold, we can we can get to know each other right. better. We can build trust at a, at a more effective, deeper level. Same, I can same with the team. I can impact your life more if I also get to interact with your team some. Mm. And so we built it where that coach can walk alongside the leader. They're on retainer. They meet with that leader monthly. But then periodically, they're also meeting with the leadership team. Right. And we can normalize language. We can infuse healthy culture. We can foster robust dialogue, Mm. you know, as Patrick Lencioni says in Five Dysfunctions of a Team, you know, among leaders. And we start. Um, getting everything out of the margins in front of us and start building a healthy organization. Whether it's ministry or marketplace, the goal is to be healthy. Mm, Healthy culture, healthy team, healthy systems. We call them the three gears of growth. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I was listening to a pastor one time. He talked about being on a plane next to a guy that grew shrimp. And he said, well, how do you grow those shrimp? He says, well, it's really easy. If you get the environment right, the environment healthy, the shrimp grow. 
So when the culture and the environment is right, things grow is what I hear you saying. Right. And if it gets unhealthy, if the culture gets unhealthy right. or the team becomes divided or, the, or you outgrow your systems, I call it outkicking yeah. your coverage, it'll cause an organization, marketplace or ministry to eventually get stuck. Yeah. And, and I love what you said there about this idea of, you know, like a consultant kind of comes in for a little bit, but a coach walks alongside you and, and commits and is invested in that. So, you, you know, we may have some folks right now listening and they're thinking to themselves like, I'm not a leader. I'm not a leader where I am. What would you say to that person? Well, I, I tell leaders all the time, first of all, if you're ever hearing Sean speak and you're like, I've heard that somewhere before, I guarantee it. I've never had an original thought. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everything I know, I learned from someone else. Right. But it's true for you. It's true right. for all of That's us. That's right. You know, I heard John Maxwell say maybe 30 years ago now, leadership is influence. Hmm. So if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're raising your children, you're a leader. Right. You know, whether you have a title or not at work, you have a sphere of influence. So, so many times we disqualify ourselves, discredit ourselves, frankly, let ourselves off the hook a little bit because we underestimate the influence we have. Mm. Uncle Ben told Peter Parker in Spider-Man, <laughs> you know, with great, in with great power comes great responsibility. That's with right. great influence comes great responsibility. So we often underestimate. So if you're, if you have influence... You are a leader. Right. And we all know of situations where the person with the title is actually not the one with the most That's influence. Right. That's exactly right. In yeah. an organization, church yeah. or, or or company. So it's important that we, that we know our spheres of influence and we take it seriously. That's a stewardship hmm. to steward the influence that God has given us, you know, well. Right. So I want to shift gears a little bit. Recently, you wrote a book. Uh, called Building a Killer Team. And so uh, can we talk a little bit about the book and what your goal is for folks that read that book? Yeah. First of all, the tagline of the book is the most hope-giving, you know, building okay. a killer team without killing yourself or your team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an important part of it, right? <laughs> We've talked for years at Courage to Lead about coaching leaders through what keeps them awake at night. Mm. And I often ask leaders, what keeps you awake at night? But I actually know after 20 years of co coaching, consulting, leading leaders, the number one thing that will keep you awake at night is people, hmm. people tensions. Money will be number two. Sure. Finances, but people will be, you know, be, be one. And so if it, our, our, the building a killer team was our desire to sort of focus on the people, the HR, yeah. human resources side of things how to foster togetherness, how to recruit and keep great talent, how to bolster accountability on your team, how to structure for growth and peace, and how to maintain rhythms and finish lines so that we don't burn people out and use people up mm, yeah. in the process of building our thing. And it can happen in the church. Sure. And it can happen in companies. As a, as a young leader, sometimes I used people to get the work done right, rather than using the work to build people. Oh, what a cool distinction. And I say in the book, you know, what, what, rhetorically, you know, asking once again, what, what will you boast about 10 years from now? And it, it won't be the nickels, the noses, the platforms, how many followers you have on Instagram or Facebook or friends, you know, it will be stories you tell. Man, that was so great having Sean join us. I'm so appreciative that he took the time to spend a little bit of time here with us today letting us know about Courage to Lead. I'm joined now by our executive pastor of operations, Hardy Sellers. Hardy, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very well, Chad. Appreciate you. Here. Yeah, appreciate you taking some time to join us here in the studio. Uh, so I want to talk about Love Week and Kids Camp and Parent Experience in a minute. But before we get to that, uh, some folks that listen to our podcast, you've never been on the podcast before. I have before. never been asked to be on the podcast before, Chad, to be quite honest. That's right. Well, like, yeah, and we're glad that you're here 
here today. I was going to say something about it to tell you how desperate we are, but that would be mean. I would never say that to you, Hardy. My feelings. We're honored that you were here today with us. And uh, so I want to let folks know that maybe don't know uh, your role here because a lot of what you do is behind the scenes, not often out front. I think you said you preach, what, once every 10 years? Once every 10 years so That's far. right. Yeah, so folks that may may have come in the last, you know, not quite decade might, might not exactly know. Sorry, missed out. Yeah, know uh, who you are, everything that you do, even though you do an incredible amount of stuff to help lead our church and take care of everything that's happening here. So uh, talk to us a little bit about your role at the church. You tell us about your family. We want to get to know the real Hardy Sellers. The real Hardy Sellers. Yeah, well, we I, I have been on staff for 23 years here um, in the administrative logistics operations mode, and I'm the executive pastor for operations. So I kind of do the things where hopefully you don't notice my job because right. if you notice them, it's not going very well. Yeah, so, like air conditioning air or condition, the toilet's not working. custodial, that yeah, type I stuff, building. But anyway, that's what I do. Okay. And uh, take care of the financial aspect and kind of the business aspect of the church. Okay. And uh, tell us a little bit about your family. I am married to a beautiful wife, Melissa Sellers, for 31 years, okay, and we wow. have four children. Uh, we have uh, two grown daughters. Both are nurses. Both don't live in Alabama. One lives in California. One is a travel nurse right now in Tennessee. Okay. And then we uh, we actually were foster parents and adopted two boys later uh, in life. We have a 12-year-old and 10-year-old, Matthew and McLean, okay. and uh, we have them at home now. <laughs> okay. And, and you have a beautiful family. And uh, so you were talking uh, a little bit there about handling logistics and all of this, all this stuff like that. Well, one of the things that you handle is Love Week. And I uh, kind of help organize that every single week. And Love Week is where we kind of come together and help, you know, serve our community with no strings attached. And we talk about that a lot. So tell us a little bit in your own words, what is Love Week? Tell us a little bit about the history of Love Week and uh, kind of how this whole thing got started. You bet. You know, one of our one of our I call causes, I guess you would say, is that we want to serve the community, no strings attached. That's right. And, and how does that what does that look like? And hopefully we do that throughout the year as the needs arise and we have opportunities, but we have a concentrated effort for one week every year where we get as many volunteers as possible together to serve the community. And mm. we do a variety of different things, um, concentrating a lot on schools because sure. that's near and dear to our heart is the next generation, which is another one of our, our key points. And so um, the week before school starts, which is this year, August 1st through 8th, we will be uh, serving at different schools, and we do everything from pine straw, trim bushes, pressure wash, paint, build furniture, move furniture, yeah. the things that the administration of the school would like to do, but they don't have the manpower or the budget to do it. We step in and just serve them any way we can. Yeah. Uh, we do a big breakfast for the for the teachers on their one of their training days and just try to, try to love on the teachers, get them ready for the school year, and try to get the school looking as good as it possibly can. Yeah, so tell me, how long have we been doing Love Week? Holly Day, I, have we been doing this six, seven years yeah, now. It's been a while. So, so yeah. we've, it's been maybe, maybe longer than that. Yeah. I guess it probably started uh, originally, wasn't Love Week, but about 12 years ago, we started a Love Sunday and it's kind of expanded right. from there. Yeah. And so it's just something we really enjoy doing. And the, the people, you know, relationships are very important to us. And we find out one of the best ways to build relationships is to serve together, to work together. Yeah. And so you get out with people you don't know and you get sweaty and dirty and and have fun and you get to know people. Yeah. So tell me what, you know, what has been the kind of uh, attitude of the folks that we're serving in these schools, the administration? Tell me a little bit about that. Just grateful. Yeah. Just grateful. They're, they're always so kind um, because it's sort of a, rela a relationship that we now have with them where they know that if they have a need, they can call us. If they even, you know, hey, we have bulletin boards that need to get put up. Uh, we have furniture needs to get built or we have, a, um, you know, we need we need mulch in our 
playground. Sure. I know who I can call. Right. And, and we want to be that for the community where if, if we have a need, if our schools have a need, they can call us and we will do the best to help them meet that need. Well, and let's even talk about, you know, I know in the last uh, probably I'll say a couple of weeks, we've had two different instances where some schools have reached out to us. And I would argue that a lot of that was because of the work that the folks of On Forest Church have done through Love Week. So can we talk about that a little 100%, bit? 100%, yes. Uh, and it started with the um, uh, graduation for yeah. Pike Road High School. And they were having it outside in the stadium. And suddenly it was uh, supposed to rain, terrible weather. Yeah, like and, thunderstorms, right? And it, yeah. was, and it was that week. And they called on Monday. And, and our answer, of course, is yes. What, what can we do to help? So sure. we, uh, we stepped in and hosted their graduation. And then... Uh, about a little over a week later, um, the Pike Road High School football team, they are, won the championship, national cha- or the state championship this year, and they got their rings in. And they were very, you know, it's, it's already a little late. School had ended, and they want to get to the rings to the, uh, to the players. Okay. And so they called up, and they said, hey, is there any way, do you have a facility that can hold about 400 people? And I said, of course we do. Sure. And we hosted them as well. What a great event. And we're, we're proud to do that, that we had the facility do that. But it's just neat to see these these. The, what the schools are doing impacting these kids. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, you know, it's awesome to see uh, the partnership that can happen between the church and the schools. Like you said, impacting kids. I mean, we, we look at the world around us. We see all this evil and this crazy stuff that's happening. And so I love the fact that in our community, church leaders, the school leaders, we can come together and really work towards the good of these kids and also help point them to Jesus, right? Exactly. And that's what it all comes down is just making an impact and, and developing right. a relationship with them. We earn the right to share Jesus with them. Yeah, that's awesome. So if folks want to get involved with Love Week, what is the best way for them to do that? If you're online, you can on the um the connection card online or mm-hmm. uh, the connection card at the church. You can just put it there. I want to yeah. get involved with Love Week and we'll start promoting it really heavily starting in July. Sure. Um, and just say, I want to get involved and I will. And if you have a skill, talent, anything special um, or, or a tool, like right. I have a pressure washer, let me know that and we'll put you to work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love what you said there, how it's all school levels, right? So like for me, who I think I know which correct end of a hammer to hold. I'm not 100% sure on that. I have to watch a YouTube video every time I do that. Uh, But you can use guys like me to put out pine straw or serve or do whatever, move furniture. And then for folks that can build, construct, any of that kind of stuff, it's all school all levels. levels. And, okay. I, and I really like, especially like Pine Straw is a great example, is families. You yeah. know, we have little two and three-year-olds. They can, they can, and, and it's just fun to watch them out there learning what it looks like to serve. Sure. With their parents and going out, and we're going to serve these people, and there's nothing they can do to repay us. Yeah. There's nothing we want them to do to repay us. This is no strings attached. We want to serve you for the glory of God. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there may be some folks listening that don't attend Vaughn Forest Church, and uh, we'd love to have you join us on the weekends, 930 or 11. But if you want to get involved with Love Week, we would love to have you. Oh, just yeah. email hardy.sellers at vaughnforest.com. Send me an email. We'd love to get you sure. plugged in and, absolutely. and serving. And yeah. Everybody can serve. Yeah, so we're really looking forward to that. Tell me the dates again for this uh, year. August 1st through August 8th. Okay, and so we're going to be out there. We're going to be serving, doing all kinds of cool stuff at schools and uh, all around the community. So we would love to have folks involved with that. Now, shifting gears just a little bit, I want to talk about our kids camp and parent experience on July 24th through the 26th. Second annual. Yeah, that's right. Second time we've done it. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that. So I'll talk about the kids camp. I mean, it's it's a great time uh, for it's, uh, I think, babies through middle schoolers come up here. They have a blast. It's 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. each night. There's crafts. There's We feed them dinner, uh, which I think you're actually in charge of feeding dinner. Look at you, Mr. Logistics. Uh, and then they play games. They have music. They learn about Jesus. And they have a really, really, really good time. Time. But then I want to talk about the parent experience because you're also heavily involved with that. 
Let's talk about what that looks like. So we have a Sunday night, a Monday night, and a Tuesday night. Tell me about Sunday night. Well, let, let's kind of, going back to why we did this, sure. this is actually a result of COVID. And okay. COVID was a great wake up because it allowed us, we, we were forced to stop doing things that as we had always done them. Right. And then, and for us, that was, um, we had an event for children the first week of June and we'd had done it was your great event, but we found out that it, um, in our case, living in Montgomery, Alabama, a lot of our folks are military. Right. And, and we had these military people and they're leaving. And so a lot of them that would actually alter their, their departure just so they could, their kids could take part in that, which was great. But really, when we looked at it, wouldn't it be better to have something right when they moved to town where they didn't know anybody, where they hadn't picked a church, uh, where yeah. their kids were looking for friends and relationships? So we, we said, hey, this could be a better. And instead of the mornings where it's just the kids, what can we do to involve the parents? So right. that's kind of the premise of why we moved it from June to end of July okay. is to capture some of this military and also to help us kickstart the fall semester. Sure. So on Sunday... Uh, we have something for the kids. The kids show up. You check your ch- kids in. You can yeah. do it online, have them all ready, and they, they go off. So your kid trots off to have a wonderful time, play games, be, get fed dinner. It's going to be a wonderful th- right. thing. The parents go into another room where we have a chance just to say welcome to Montgomery because sure. we're, this really is, is the number one target audience are people that are new to Von Force or new to Montgomery. Sure. And so we have a chance to say, this is what Von Force is all about, but also this is what Montgomery, Montgomery's a phenomenal town. Oh Pike yeah, Road Montgomery, that's right, towns. Pike Road. So yeah. um, there's a lot of great things here, and, and Montgomery has kind of a, a stigma to it, and um, having been prior military, I know when I got my, hey, you're going to move to Montgomery, I wasn't like, man, this is <laughs> awesome. I was like, really? But once I came here, it's a phenomenal place, and there's yeah. a lot of history, there's a lot of um, arts and culture, there are a lot of things to do, restaurants, things like that. So we want to take this night to these brand new people, a lot of them brand new to Montgomery, and say, this is what are things that you can do in the area that... Right your family's going to love. And here's what's nearby, three hours away, here, here, here. And so we expose them to that. Uh, We feed them a great dinner and we just have a chance. We have fun. We get to know people. We do a lot of relationship building. So our goal is when they leave that Sunday night, they go, okay, there's some friendly people here. This isn't going to be as bad as we thought. We're kind of looking forward (laughs) to it. We got to kind of start planning our our trips and vacations. And, uh, and that was great. So that's Sunday. Monday. Well, r- let, me, go let me go real back sure. to Sunday real quick because, again, like what you said, you know, Montgomery, the Pike Road, the River Region area, I mean, it's exploding. There's there's tons of folks moving here. There's tons of things to do. And when you, one of the things we did last year at the Parent Experience was trivia. And uh, we said that we had Guardians of the Galaxy rules at the end, which means that if there's a tie, there's a dance-off. We had a three-way tie. There was a dance-off. And I don't want to say too much, but Adam Bishop was a part of the dance-off, our lead pastor. Did he win? Uh, he didn't. Oh, okay. To, to no just, one's uh, surprise, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but he he got up there and he, he he danced and had a good time. But no, that parent experience, man, that's a blast. It that is, that a, is a really, really good time for the parents. It is just a, a wonderful time of yeah. relationship, food, and just learning about Montgomery. Even people that have lived here. Uh, for a long time came out. I had no idea. Sure. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. So, so Monday night, Monday night is, um, a gr- another great night for the kids. They, they get dropped off. They get fed. They have fun, play games, learn some great lessons. And the parents, we, again, go understand our target audience. A lot of these people are just now moving to town sure. and they've been dealing with movers, living in hotels and all right. the stress have being prior military. Again, I, I understand this, but now we say, we've got your kids go have a date night on us. Okay. So we just say, hey, last night we told you about all the great restaurants in this area. Sure. Go find one. So yeah. we really want the, the the mom and dad to go off, explore some of those nights and just have a nice, relaxing, take a deep breath while sure. we babysit yeah. your kids. And, and 
do it in a way that they're going to be amazed. They're going to have a yeah, good time. Yeah, yeah. It's kids' ministry that's it's happening. Kids yeah, ministry. yeah. One, they're one, learning one. about Jesus, having a blast, making connections, enjoying that. So that's Monday night. Yeah. So they get they get the date night, which yeah. they all appreciate. Absolutely. And then Tuesday night, we have our big party, right? We have our big party. And okay. that's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be outside. Water, you know, we have water inflatables. Sure. Hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill. And it's just a chance. Again, now everybody's together and you get a chance to say, hey, that's your kid, about the same right. age as my kid. Those type of relationships sure. that are sometimes can take months to do in the the real world. Now we yeah. can hopefully speed that up. Yeah, a kind of bit. fast track those fast track. Uh, those connections because exactly. I know a lot of the folks that come here to town. I mean, these military folks are only here for about a year or so, and so um, you know they they typically move pretty quick. You know, developing connections. So we want to help facilitate that. But again, it's not just for military. If you are if you've lived in Montgomery Pike Road your entire life, you're looking uh, to make more connections. We would love to have you join us for that. Uh, so yeah, new to the River Region, Montgomery Pike Road, just new to Vaughn Forest. Everyone's welcome to kind of come out welcome to this. To and it's a great opportunity for, for our people to get involved. Sure. And there's lots of opportunities, whether it be to cook food, whether it be to prepare food or serve food, man the inflatables, just go around and be friendly and, yeah. and meet new people. That's yeah. what they need to do. Well, it's really exciting. We got a bunch of great stuff coming up this summer. Again, we, we talked about our kids' camp and parent experience. We talked about Love Week. We're looking forward to a great fall. Uh, but like you said, great opportunities for folks to get involved, be the hands and feet of Jesus, Amen. serve our community with no strings attached, focus on the next generation, all these things that we talk about that that are essential to the DNA of On Forest Church. Right. And this is just kind of really really putting rubber with meets the road. We, yeah. we talk about it, but what do we do? And these are the things, some of the things we do. We try to do things throughout the year, but sure. there's just certain times there are concentrated efforts all hands on deck. We need you to serve. Right. And so if you want any any information on any of these things that we've talked about, head over to VaughnForest.com. You'll be hearing a lot about it, obviously, in our services. We'll be talking about a lot on the podcast. And uh, Hardy, thank you so much for joining us today, well, man. I appreciate we, the invitation. We, we don't get to hear from you so much. And so it's great to sit down with you for just a little bit and kind of talk through that. Uh, so yeah, this I think that's a good place for us to kind of call it quits for today. Uh, I want to say you know thank you to Hardy. Thank you to Sean for joining us uh, for this episode of the Other Six Podcast. On behalf of Hardy Sellers, uh, Sound Guy Harley and myself, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.